Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron. Today is Saturday, the 19th of August. Lots to get to. Of course, the Bucks will be playing their second preseason game tonight against the Jets, and we have the Rays out on the left coast. JimmyBSports.com if you want to shoot me an email. Number here is 877-448-7901. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. We'll be right back to kick off the show. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-291-2865-800-291-2865-800-291-2865. That's 800-291-2865. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, Bucks fans. Tonight, game two of the preseason against the Jets. Minus, of course, Aaron Rodgers, who won't be playing. But we're going to see what happens. We go up there. We lost last week when we played Pittsburgh 27-17 to in the first game, which doesn't mean anything. The game tonight doesn't mean anything as well. And the game next week does not mean anything as we get ready for the season opener on September 9th against the Vikings. So the games against the Steelers, the Jets, and the Ravens don't mean anything. All you really do is try to hold Hold your breath if no one gets hurt playing for your team. That being said, there's going to be a game. And if you watched last week, Baker Mayfield looked good in the start against the Steelers. Uh, I think he was in for the first quarter. He looked like he was able to get out of the pocket, scramble a little bit, make some plays. And I think that he will be the starter this year, like we said so many times on the show the last couple months. Uh, Kyle Trask will be going um, starting tonight over center. We'll see what happens, get him some reps, and now we'll see if he's ready to play at that level. Don't forget, Mayfield's been around. I think he's played 80-something games so far in his career. Uh, Trask, you know, not so much. So it's going to be interesting. Then again, you know, you have everyone breaking down the preseason, what it means, who looks good, who doesn't look good. The way I look at it, when your offensive leaders right now are John Wolford as the uh, passing yardage, you have Chase Edmonds leading the rushing yardage and receiving yards by David Moore, it really doesn't tell you much about your team, does it? Uh, you do have some people out there making an impression in spring training. Trey Palmer, the receiver, is definitely one of them. And I think that it's important now because Russell Gage got hurt during practice this week. Uh, and, and again, whether it's a preseason game, whether it's practice, whatever it might be, you run the risk of getting hurt and you see more and more of it uh, as we go through the preseason getting ready for the first game. So already we're behind the eight ball with someone getting hurt. So that's going to 
happen with every team. You see it throughout the, the league at this point. I think the starters are not playing in these preseason games for that reason, because you do have some uh, the people on the team trying to make teams, maybe taking an unnecessary shot, not intentionally, but it could still happen. So you're sitting out your star players. What's been going on, the star players have been playing in the scrimmages uh, during the week. For example, the, the Jets, um, Aaron Rodgers was playing. You know, we scrimmaged on Wednesday. It's supposed to be a two-day scrimmage, but uh, the coach of the Jets, Salah, did not want to go on Thursday because his thoughts were this. When teams go back-to-back scrimmaging, there's always some bad blood that's going to happen, and more times than not, on that second day, that's when everything tends to boil over and you know tempers flare and whatnot based on what happened day one. So the Bucks took that to heart and they got everything going. They got the fights and skirmishes going in the first day. And it really, if you look at, they came out ready to practice, ready to play hard. And I think they sent a message to the Jets and to everyone else in that division that listen, we're not washed up yet. We're gonna go out there and, and we're gonna play and you know, what I, what I didn't like to see is when they asked Todd Bowles, does, um, does it change anything as far as having the offensive line play together and gets these guys some reps and bring some other people in? He says the plan doesn't change. Well, you know, we saw that so many times last year when the Bucks weren't playing well, they kept on going to the same plan. And that's something that, that kind of... Uh, stuck with me and carried over to this year. And you know what, Todd, I, I think that it does change because when you're out there and something's not working, you change it. Um, if you were in a fire and the stairwell is engulfed with flames, you don't go out that stairwell, you go out a different stairwell. So you change, you adapt as you go, and I'm not quite sure that Todd Bowles is able to do that at this point. But what would be nice is because of the way that we scrimmaged the Jets on Wednesday, it would be nice to go out there, set the tone, and make a statement tonight we're playing, you know, yeah, get the starters out there. You know, you, you might want to have Mike Evans come in for the first series, Chris Godwin. Yeah, go out there, score a couple touchdowns in the first first quarter, first half of the quarter. Get the offensive line gelling. Get them playing together and having more confidence. Like, yeah, not that these games mean anything because they don't, unless you're the Baltimore Ravens who want to keep on winning um, in the preseason. I think 24 straight games with them. But as, as far as the Bucks go, I think that the key, the defense has been playing good at practice. Levante David is out there making an impact. So uh, do they have to play well? Tonight, no. Are we going to know anything more tomorrow after tonight's game than we did going into it? Probably a little more about Trask. Other than that, I really don't see anything that's going to happen except the possibility, again, of someone tweaking something and, and coming up hurt. I sure hope that's not the case, but we'd love to hear your thoughts. 877-448-7901. JimmyBSports.com if you want to send an email. Speaking of emails, here's an email from Frank from Ruskin. Jimmy B, how many wins do you think the Bucks are going to have this year? And will they make the playoffs? 
We touched on that a little bit last week, Frank. Thanks for the email. I think the Bucks are going to have seven to eight wins this year. I think that they're going to come into tough times running the ball, and I'm not quite sure on um, the ability of the offense to score some points when they have to. So I'm going to say, um, I'll say eight wins. Is that enough to make the playoff? Well, last year it was. Eight and nine record, they win the division. Um, I don't think it's going to be enough this year, except if you look at that division with us, Carolina, the Saints, and Atlanta, tell me who the best team in that division is right now. Just looking at things on paper and the preseason, it's really tough to point your finger on it. And I think that the Bucks have as good of a chance as anyone else in that division. However, you know, you need to come, you know, start strong and get stronger throughout the season. And like anything else, you need to have some luck along the way. And I think that it'll be nice to see what Canales' offense is going to be like. Is he going to keep it simple? Is he going to go out there? Is he going to, you know, have some trick plays? Maybe let Mayfield get out of the pocket, take off a little bit. We'll see what happens. But I do look forward to Evans and Godwin having big years this year. And I think that as long as the offensive line can give Mayfield protection or Trask, whoever it's going to be at the time, I think the Bucks can score some points. Will they? Well, that depends on, again, how much time Mayfield has, how creative some of these plays are, and you still have to run the ball to have a balance, despite all the um, talk about the running backs, what's going on, and now, you still have to be able to run the ball in the NFL, and you still have to be able to stop the run in the NFL. So thank you for that email. We're going to take a quick break, come back, talk more NFL, and talk some Rays. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. Freedom Junkie Beards. Free your beard from its dismal existence and kick it up a notch. Freedom Junkie Beards is made in the USA with the highest quality ingredients from beard oils, jellies, balms, and waxes to shine, hydrate, smooth, and control frizz to keep that beard in check. Protect your beard from the elements with an all-star lineup of products from Freedom Junkie Beards. American-made, American-grown. Online at fjbeards.com or text keyword BEARD to 64600. That's 64600 for more information. So if you're ready to join the Freedom Junkie Nation, then let's get bearded. A percentage of all sales are donated to charities supporting wounded veterans and vets with PTSD. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, fantasy football players. Have you had your draft yet? Love to hear who you took and what you thought of the draft is it an 8-man, 10-man, or 12-man? Standard, PPR, half PPR. Give me a text. Go to jimmybsports.com. Let me know who you drafted and what you think your projection is for the season. Uh, a lot of calls, a lot of texts and emails regarding the, the football draft this year, especially with 
everything that's going on with the running back situation. Um, we're going to take an email here. Let's look at um, Brad from Ruskin asking about Jimmy B. Do you still put emphasis on the running backs as in past years, or has your focus changed to wide receivers? I'm in a PPR league. Please let me know. Brett, I mean, that's a good question. I think this year, a little different than other years. I think you have to, in the first two picks, you have to be able to take a top running back and also a top wide receiver. I think in past years, there was more emphasis on the running backs because as you go through the season, more times than not, you find that the running backs would, um, you know, either could get injured or you know be out and you have to have a, a slew of running backs in your uh, arsenal to be able to go out there and compete I mean right now if you look at running backs you have to go with either um, Bijan Robinson from Atlanta Christian McCaffrey or Eckler in your top couple picks um, you know, some people are saying Barkley as well, or, or maybe Derrick Henry, who had a great year uh, last year. As far as the running backs go, if you have a pick in the top six, you should be able to get one of those that we mentioned, maybe even a Nick Chubb. Uh, obviously, you want to stay away if you can in the first pick with a Josh Jacobs or a Jonathan Taylor, not knowing what's going on. You can add Joe Mixon into the mix right now because he was found not guilty uh, in the last 24 hours of his um, criminal charge, which means that he'll probably uh, be playing sooner rather than later. So any one of those, I mean, you can even add uh, Travis Antieni if you want to. Tony Pollard is a good pick for a first round for a running back, but you have to be able to couple that with a top wide receiver. And if you look at the top wide receivers right now, you have Justin Jefferson, who many people are taking as their number one pick. You have Jamar Chase of Cincinnati, uh, Cooper Cup of the Rams, who actually, Cooper Cup, if he's healthy, he's my pick. Uh, I, I think that hands down, he is one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver as far as um, receiving, of course, but also um, Yak, yards after the carry. He's always leading the league or close to it with that. He did have an injury uh, in the last season, was kind of slowed him down a little bit, but he's back. And I think the form that he had two years ago, you're going to see more of, of him this year. So uh, Chase, Jefferson, of course, you have Tyreek Hill. Of Miami, as long as Tua can stay upright and get him the ball, he should have a great season as well. You have Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs of Buffalo. Uh, so you need to take one of those receivers along with a top running back as you start in the first two rounds. Now, I've seen people taking quarterbacks. I saw people taking quarterbacks in the first round and also in the second. Of course, if you want to go that route, people say, well, the quarterbacks get the most amount of points. But in a single quarterback league, I really believe you need to get um, a wide receiver and a running back in the first two picks. You're looking at the quarterbacks. Of course, everyone's going to go with Mahomes. You have Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. 
in the top three in most people's opinion, and that includes mine as well. Now, Lamar Jackson is someone, although he was out most of the season last year, I think that's someone who you're going to see have a really good season. Um, so if you're able to land Jackson, maybe in the you know third round, second round, Joe Burrow, Justin Fields. I think Fields is a year away. A lot of people are saying, um, especially after his couple touchdown passes he threw last week, that he's going to go out there and have a great year this year and be a candidate for MVP. I think he's a year away. Justin Herbert is someone who I would take before I took Fields. I think Deshaun Watson, of course, we know what happened with him. He's been off for a little bit, so going to shake the rust off and get him going. A dark horse, if you're looking for a dark horse, I would go with Trevor Lawrence. Of course, the Jacksonville quarterback. I think he's going to have a season that's going to put up some big numbers. And if you want to be a little bit more um, safe and go with someone like a Kirk Cousins, um, maybe a Dak Prescott, of course, they're out there. A lot of people are asking about uh, Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. What, what do you think is going to happen with him this year? You know, I, I think that, as again, as long as the offensive line is able to give Rodgers the time that he needs. He can still scramble a little bit, so it's not like he is Tom Brady-esque in the, in the pocket where he can't move. Uh, he does have the ability to get out of the pocket and take off if he's flushed out of it, but he's not someone that is going to be running a lot by choice, nor should he be. And now, if you're the Jets organization, you definitely don't want him to be running. But you have Rodgers. You may want to take someone like a, a Kenny Pickett. <clears throat> if you watched him in the first preseason game, Pickett, to me, looks like he's going to be um, a, a, a good player for that organization. Is he going to be in the upper echelon of players? I think that's yet to be seen, but I do think that he's worth someone that uh, you can take a shot on and hope that he's able to go out there and you know, put some points up for you. Of course, if you want to talk about tight ends, you know, other than Travis Kelsey and, you know, he, he's a clear cut number one. Don't, don't get me wrong. But uh, and I've seen people take him in the uh, first round. So that that's a strategy some people like. They have a favorite team maybe, and you know, Kelsey's going to get you some points. But after him, as far as tight ends go, you want to talk about you know, Mark Andrews of Baltimore, maybe Hawkinson of Minnesota. You have um, Daryl Waller of the Giants. Kittle, of course, of San Francisco is someone that is always always a good pick. Um yeah, you have Dallas Goddard of Philly. Had a good season last year. You might want to um, look at Pat Fearmuth of, of Pittsburgh, especially if, um, especially if uh, the quarterback that we just talked about out there, Pickett, is able to you know get him the ball. He could have a big year as well. They like going to the tight end out there in Tomlin's offense. So again, you have to do your homework and look to see who's available. Uh, but I think those those three positions, the um, the receivers, the running backs, and the quarterbacks are what uh, people focus on going into the fantasy draft. And don't forget, you want to make sure that you're looking at the bye weeks when you make these picks because you don't want to have three receivers 
all with um, week seven bye week. A lot of people, especially if they haven't played before, will make that mistake and then they have to go out there and see what's available and pick something up. So I would say look at the bye weeks along the way. Don't worry about your team defenses or about your kickers until way later in the rounds. And I'm talking about way later. Get the running backs, get the receivers, put them on your bench. Make sure that you have the reserves because trust me, you're going to need them as the season progresses due to uh, injuries, you know, due to um, bye weeks, whatever it might be. So, you now email me, email me any questions regarding the, the fantasy as we get closer. Of course, we have week two this weekend, and then the final week next weekend. Then it all bets are off and it starts. So, also, I'd be interested to hear if you think the Bucks should play their starters for any amount of time this week. When I say starters, I mean the wide receivers mostly with Evans and Godwin. So they put those guys out there. Do you think that it's worth the risk? I, for one, don't. I think that especially someone who's coming off an injury like Godwin, I don't see any reason why you have to put him out there. You know, we talked about Gage being hurt. Trey Palmer stepped up. It looks as though uh, he's going to be the, the probably the, the the fourth receiver at this point. We'll see what happens, but it's going to be a long season, and you don't want to shoot yourself in the foot during preseason. JimmyBSports.com, shoot me an email. We'll be right back to talk some rays. You are in the gymnasium on Power 9.1. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-750-9886. 800-750-9886. 800-750-9886. That's 800-750-9886. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, Rays fans. What do you think on the West Coast? We just took two out of three from the Giants, and now we're working on the Angels this weekend. Going into this weekend, we are 73 wins and 50 losses. Two games behind Baltimore. Um, and I think that if you look at what's been going on this past couple weeks, Baltimore is coming back to earth a little bit, just as we did earlier in the season. And it's starting to show that it's going to be a very close race in that American League East. Uh, I'm looking at the American League East. What stands out in my mind is the Yankees under 500 for the first time in a while. So you have the Yankees at the bottom, Boston. 11 games back, Toronto seven and a half, and of course, we're there at two. So if you look, we, we don't put six runs up against the Giants on Wednesday night. Uh, we also um, got shut out by a touchdown seven nothing the previous night, and then uh, we won 10 to two on, I believe it was Monday night. So. You know, we, we scored some runs. Again, this team seems to be either everyone's hitting at the same time or no one's hitting. And that seems to be the um, way that the Rays have played 
throughout the season. So let's just hope that everyone is going to be hitting this weekend. We do not have to face Shohei Otani this weekend. That's a good thing for us, I believe. I'm sure he'll be out there at the plate as he's, uh, you know, knocking the cover off the ball. He's having a great season. No doubt he will be the um, American League um, MVP as well. He should be. But, you know, you look at what the Rays are doing, and I know a lot of the talk has been about Wander Frankel this week, and we'll get to that, of course, here in a second. But if you look at as a team, as, as a whole, I think that I've said it so many times on this show and to uh, other people, this team is in dire need of a team leader. Um, if you want to say captain, that's fine. You don't have to say captain. Just someone who is able to patrol the dugout, patrol the locker room. And I don't mean, you know, to, to be a Karen in the locker room and the dugout, but someone who says to these younger players or someone, if something is not right, hey, listen, we got to check this in the bar. Let's make sure that, you know, we start going down a different path and work together as a team trying to accomplish all of our goals because you no know, baseball like all the other sports it's an individual sport but more importantly you don't win anything individually you win as a team and that's what the Rays are trying to do we're trying to win a championship as a team we got to the dance a couple times we're very good at doing that but we don't have the formula we don't have the key that allows us to be able to go in there and win the whole chip so that's what we're trying to do in order to do that i firmly believe that someone in that locker room needs to step up and well, whether it's yandy diaz who i've said that many times or someone else it doesn't matter to me who but when you have players like wander franco and younger players on the team you know let me say this your teammates know what is going on your teammates know you know what you're doing so if, if for example they see you you know maybe hanging out with the wrong people they need to say something they need to step up and say hey listen that's that's not in the uh the program here it's not on my bingo card for you to go hang with these guys and, and risk something happening so you know somebody needs to step up and and be that team leader and allow this team to reach their potential because I really don't think that they've reached their potential yet it was the beginning of the year was that their potential no I mean I think that was a little bit of a fluke to be honest the start that they got off to I um, mean that was a little bit of course non-sustainable but somewhere between the last two months and the first two months I think is a team that really can compete for the American League Championship. Yeah, it's a tough road. You have teams there that are tough, but I really think, obviously, it would be a travesty if we did not make the playoffs. So right now, of course, we're the first team in the playoff picture, and what we're trying to do is win that American League East, and I really think that we're going to. I looked at the schedule. I think that the Rays have the easier schedule uh, of the two teams between us and Baltimore. So I think that we have a chance there. But of course, it's, it's always up to the scoreboard. You have to go out there 
and you know put the runs on the board and hold the other team talking about holding the other team you now more bad news with McClanahan this week needing Tommy John surgery you know I had a ton of emails about what is with the race pitching staff and what is happening with I think it's been four players that have had Tommy John surgery um, in the recent past so I don't know. I, I don't have that answer. I think that if you look at the Rays organization as a whole, they do a very good job developing not just pitchers, but positional players along the way. You talk about the you know, AAA there with Norfolk. They do a very good job. So I, I think that as far as the injuries go, every team is going to sustain injuries during the season, but it really does seem as though we've had more than our share, especially along the lines of pitchers. So uh, we do have Eflin pitching tomorrow. Great job picking him up from, from the Phillies if you're a Rays fan. And uh, then we have Glass now on the bump on Sunday. So, I mean, when you talk about what you need from a pitching staff come playoff time, you need three strong pitchers. Because typically that's what the rotation is. They might throw a fourth one in there, but you don't really need to the way it's spread out. So, you know, we have Glass now, we have Eflin. We've got to find that third consistent pitcher to go out there for us and make sure that we're able to, you know, hold the other team down while we take advantage of our ability at the bats. Talking about the ability at the plate, of course, you want to look at what happened this past week with Wander Franco. Um, by now, everyone knows uh, the allegations. Everyone knows what all um, the media outlets are talking about. And you know, what I'm going to say about it is that it's, it's, a, it's a very delicate situation and I think it deals more with people than baseball so we're going to let the investigation obviously that the Dominican is um, leading down there uh, of course Major League Baseball if you look at what they've done look at Trevor Bauer look at what the, the punishment was for him I think it was like 156 games or something like that so how does how do the Rays justify not having Franco suspended for um, the same amount of time, if not more? Should any of these allegations be true? And again, you're innocent till proven guilty. So I have no idea what transpired, and quite honestly, neither does anyone else until it all gets said and done. But you know what I'm thinking is that the Rays can go one of two ways with everything that happened with Wander Franco, their teammate. Number one, they can just fold it up and say, you know what, we were done for the season. Uh, the face of the franchise pretty much is um, in limbo. Now, he may be back. He may not be back. Who knows? So we can, you know, pretty much just write in the rest of the season and let it go. Or we can use this adversity to make us more cohesive as a group, as a team. And I think that if you look at the last couple of games, I don't see the Rays laying down or, you know, you know, not playing to their potential or saying, woe is me. I see them out there hustling. I see them out there trying to make some plays and uh, trying to win some ball games. And I think that as long as they can do that, they're going to be in the hunt. They're going to be in the race. And, you know, is there a possibility of Franco coming back? 
Yeah, there's always a possibility. Like I said, no one knows exactly what transpired. You hear rumors of, of everything. You um, you know that there could be some extortion in the case. If that's if that's true, then it goes in a different direction. So, you know, we have to wait and see what happens with Franco. But the, the bottom line is with this team right now, uh, we do have a chance to make some noise in the playoffs as long as we keep our eye on the goal of, of what this team is. And the goal, yeah, it, it, you need to win the division and then you need to win the divisional round and then the American League Championship to get to the series. But the goal is not just to win the, the American League Championship or the divisional round. The goal is to win the whole thing. And I think that this team has the talent to do that. Whether or not they're going to do it, of course, you have to go out there and prove that. So we're going to see what happens and, and go from there. So I'd love to hear your comments. Uh, I did hear a lot of them this week. Uh, some people, I think, were jumping the gun with you know, what they were saying. Other people uh, really don't know what's going on with it. And I think that most people are in that boat. So we're going to wait and see what happens. And let's hope for the best that... Um, uh, everyone comes out in, in a way that uh, doesn't hurt anyone individually or uh, family-wise, and then we can talk about baseball after that. JimmyBSports.com is the address. You want to shoot me an email. Guys, that's all the time we have. It always goes by too quickly. Uh, if you want to uh, call 877-448-7901 is the way you get through if you want to leave an email jimmybsports.com or sports at power901.com as always enjoy the weekend let's hope that um the bucks can go out there and take advantage um make a statement based on what they did at practice the other day with the jets let's go out there and set the tone and make a statement and let's keep hoping the rays can take two out of three at least this weekend from the halos as always, stay vigilant, stay safe, and above all, stay positive. We'll talk to you next week. You've been in the gymnasium on Power 90.1.